Denizens of Pleasure Town. This is Aaron. This is our last mini-sode of this mini-season. I, for one, have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I want to take just a small moment up here at the top to say thank you to our team. This mini-season was kind of an experiment. We let our team run with it. We kind of divvied out the episodes, gave one to one or more members of the team, and I think they did a fantastic job. They did the recordings, they did some of the audio editing, they led the project, it was their vision. These are their babies, and Keith and I are proud grandparents now. The team did wonderful. Thank you to each and every one of you. You are a blessing to work with. Of course, season three premiere is coming up. It's going to be a wonderful season. I know you're going to enjoy it, and we will have a Kickstarter associated with that. Keep your ears and eyes open, there'll be more information about that coming out very soon. But without further ado, let's get to this mini-sode. Ma brought us to Pleasure Town right after the bad year. The year that Ma cried a lot. The year she put on Pa's undershirt and never took it off. The year he left. She was sad. Head down, made eye contact with nothing but the floor. I'd never seen her like that. She'd always kept her head held so very high so that everyone knew how much she respected herself. A silent warning. I am stronger than I appear. See, Ma and Pa were nudists, and because of them, so was I. They chose their lifestyle because of its simplicity. I've always felt blessed to be raised as I was. Free, honest, unafraid, uncluttered. Weren't too many of us around at the time. Our way of living would only become legal in the 1940s, long after Ma had passed. My Ma had always been pretty. Finest-looking gal for miles, Pa always said. Little trinkets were always appearing outside our back door. The finest silks, fancy dresses, a pretty pink parasol. Pa didn't like that very much. He scolded her for tempting the men around town. He scolded her for everything, it seemed. He sure was a jealous son of a bitch. His intolerance got the best of him one night. I heard a smack and a struggle, so I ran. Wandered for a while. I could have gone back, I suppose, but I just couldn't face it. So instead, I climbed up into old man Miller's cart and slept among the filth. When I finally returned the next morning, Pa was gone. Ma was clothed. And I was confused. One morning during the bad year, I overheard our neighbor Shelly talking about a place called Pleasure Town. She said Pleasure Town was an opportunity to find happiness in whatever way you wanted it, so long as it didn't hurt your neighbor. I relayed the news to Ma, and something snapped in her. 
Her veil of shame and Pa's night shirt finally came off. Naked as the day she was born, my Ma held her head high for the first time that year. Well, Ma said, being naked doesn't hurt a damn fly, does it, sugar? We left for Pleasure Town the next morning with nothing but the pink parasol and Pa's nightshirt to remind Ma of where we'd been. We had everything we needed there in Pleasure Town, just like Ma said. People we could trust, food, shelter, and the freedom to live in our purest form. Ma said the kind of happiness we were looking for was the kind that comes from somewhere deep inside of us. Somewhere between the heart and the gut. I'd know it when I felt it, she said. As freewheeling and accepting as Pleasure Town was, not everyone took to our brand of happiness. Exposing one's berries and bits to the sun doesn't come easy to everyone. And though we had a few brave souls join us in embracing the beauty of the human form, eventually it was just me and Ma. And then, after the sickness, just me. Left alone, I remained content with my memories and my only belongings, my mother's pink parasol and my dad's nightshirt. But then she stumbled into Pleasure Town, disheveled and desperate for a place to call home. I recognized that in her immediately. We didn't speak, but I reached out to her with everything inside of me, and I wanted nothing more than for her to wrap me in her arms. Her eyes shut tight when I released one breath into her, and in that breath I breathed everything I was too afraid to say. I don't know you, but I love you. I forced myself to say something out loud, anything, Welcome to Pleasure Town. And I just walked away, hips swinging, hoping she'd find me again. But she never did. The man who shared her eyes, but none of her spirit found me. My sister would have liked you, he said in his thick Irish accent. Would have. I knew enough of the world to know my perfect girl was gone. I saw her freckled face behind my eyes the whole time he was ripping my pink parasol. Taking everything that was mine and nothing that was his. He blamed me, just like Pa blamed Ma. The place between my heart and my gut felt black and hollow. How could there be pleasure left in Pleasure Town once the bounty of my happiness was spoiled? I couldn't stand to let one more man look at me the way he looked at me. The way a cattle man looks down at his stock just before he brands their flesh with the flame and iron, scarring that animal for life. I wanted the comfort of that nightshirt the safety of that armor. Like mother, like daughter, I guess.
I reached for the shirt, and that's when I felt her. Mama. She breathed the words right into me. Blame is a funny thing, sugar. We're so eager to accept it and would rather die than let it go. That's just greedy, if you ask me. My fault. My fault? To hell with that. I felt Ma's hands on mine helping me tear that nice shirt clean in two. Chin up, darling. Chin up, darling. We've got so much to be proud We've of. We've got so much to be proud of. The sun shone through the windows of my humble home. I walked outside and let it warm my skin without the shade from my pink parasol. I didn't need it anymore. Pleasure Town listeners, this is Emily Modaf, senior producer of the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to our last mini-sode of this mini-season. If you haven't heard the previous mini-sodes, we've got them posted for you on our brand new website, www.pleasuretownshow.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you prefer to find your podcasts. Let us know how we're doing by connecting with us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or by leaving us a rate and review on iTunes. And now to thank the folks who made this episode possible. This episode of Pleasure Town was written by Emily Modaff and Lizzie Seidenstricker and performed by Selena Boyer and Gwyn Fulcher. Sound designed by Lizzie Seidenstricker and Emily Modaff with editorial oversight by Aaron Cahill. The music you heard in this episode was composed and performed by Emily Modaff. Pleasure Town was created by Keith Ecker and Aaron Cahill. Our senior producer is me, Emily Modaff, and our associate producers are Joe Courtney, Colin Wright, Lizzie Seidenstricker, and Brady Guy. Our staff writers are Gwen Fulcher and Sean Paris. Original Pleasure Town music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen, and engineered by Colin Ashmead Bobbitt. Pleasure Town is an ever-growing interactive narrative which relies on your creativity, your imagination, and especially your voice to expand the legend. Find out how you can join the story at pleasuretownshow.com. <laughs> <laughs>